Welcome to Pep Talk, a podcast from the Professional Edge Project. My name is JP Edgington, I'm the head coach and creator of the Professional Edge Project, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about how we can enhance our personal and professional effectiveness, how we can increase our mental resilience, how we can increase our calm, our composure, our confidence, our capacity and our capability, all for the benefit of our professional and our personal lives, since each has an impact on the other. If you like what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great if you could share it as well. But more importantly, more important than that, if something I cover resonates, then I urge you to take some action off the back of it. Even if it's something small, take some action off the back of it. Information is pointless without application. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to listen to this, but I really hope that you get some value, you get something that can actually make your lives a bit easier, give you some clarity on your day, give you some more confidence and allow you to go out there and and do what you do best. Let's go. Pep Talk, next episode. How are we all doing? So in this little episode, what I want to talk about is Uh, Calm breeds calm, chaos loves company. Now, at the beginning of a lot of the workshops that I do, we will go into um, the qualities and the attributes of a professional. Because we all say, you know, we want to be professional, we want to be regarded as professional. It's something that's very important to us. But actually, have we taken the time to define what that means? What does being professional actually look like okay because as we mentioned before important part of all of this is getting specific dialing down so that we actually know what we're after so that we know what we're going for so when we look at these various qualities and attributes one that keeps cropping up is calm you know, if you're a professional, you're calm. You're calm in the chaos. And certainly if you're a leader, if you're a manager, a supervisor, if you are responsible for looking after, leading, uh, supporting, guiding other people, calm, certainly calm in the chaos, is a very key attribute. Think about it. You know, if you are a staff member and you're manager your boss your whatever term is appropriate is irate panicking stressed short snappy that's just going to breed more of the same yeah and because very easily if, if you think if you look at even as a parent if your parents are concerned you know so when you're a kid and you look to your parents you're in a situation there's a loud noise say and you look to your parents and they are concerned immediately that shows you that you should be concerned you know it's the same with dogs and their owners you know a dog hears a loud noise it will look to its owner for for whether it should be concerned or not and if you then respond in a, they're there, it's okay, don't be worried, don't be worried, then it kind of actually, instead of them not being worried, it reinforces that it is something that they 
should be worried about or could be worried about and because you're trying to reassure them if you, if you imagine gun dogs you know when they hear a loud bang they look to their owner their owner doesn't flinch you know it's just just a bang and so the dog goes oh, okay it's a bang it's, it's something i don't need to be worried about it comes through training yeah that calm in the owner breeds calm in the dog calm in the parent breeds calm in the child calm in the boss in the leader in the manager breeds calm in the staff now as to many of the thing, these things you know uh, the, the qualities and attributes of a professional um, and of personal effectiveness because if you're personally effective um, then you're far more likely to be able to be professional and conduct yourself in a professional way because the, the qualities of both are things like calm, confidence, competence, capability, comeback ability or resilience if you like, um, composure, clarity. And all of these things are trainable, they're practicable, they're trainable. And like any key attribute, they are best practiced and trained rather than waiting until you need them and then trying to find them. Okay? It's like, imagine first aid. You don't walk into a situation or find yourself in a situation where you need first aid and then start pulling out a manual or start Googling how to stem a major bleed. It's not very effective. Yeah? Not very effective. So far better, surely, much like with a first aid qualification, is to get trained in advance and then keep those skills up to date. It's the same with calm. And you can train calm in a whole bunch of different ways. And one of the most easy and effective is through relaxation exercises, muscle releasing muscle tension. And if you combine, if you stack it up with breathing exercises, because that part of the brain that triggers strong emotional responses is very sensitive to muscle tension. So if you tend to be holding a lot of tension in your shoulders and your neck, which tends to affect us or in our facial expressions, that part of our brain, the survival part of our brain, will be triggered more easily through relaxing our muscles and through shifting our breathing and controlling our breathing which are things that are always with us. They're always within our control. We don't need a funky app. We don't need to you know, go on holiday to feel more relaxed. They are always with us. Okay, taking time. Go to the toilet for five minutes, and as you're doing that, just being able to relax your shoulders, massage your neck a little bit, concentrate on your breathing. Yeah, there's a ton of different breathing exercises you can learn, but what these all do is, like I say, with the muscle tension, it reduces the likelihood of that part of the brain being triggered okay small things but with the breathing you're shifting and brain scans have shown you shift blood and oxygen flow from one part of the brain that the limbic system the amygdala which contains the amygdala that part of the brain which is 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 looking after our emotional and physical survival and it shifts blood flow to the frontal cortex the frontal lobes the executive decision 
uh, or executive function part of our brains. Yeah, more logical, rational, calmer, clearer part of our brains. Okay? Calm is trainable. So if you are a leader and you find yourself, you know, being... Uh, having a very short temper, being easily triggered, you know, not maybe exuding the qualities that you would want to. And in some ways we're all leaders, whether it's on a peer level, yep, because if me, as, as, a, as a member of staff, if I'm triggered and short and snappy, then that's just going to breed amongst the other people that I'm working with. You would have seen this, right? Um, and if you are working in an environment where lots of people are very easily triggered, people get annoyed very easily, then we can either point the finger at what they should be doing. They should be doing this. They should be calmer. They should be this. Or we can point the finger back at us and go, no, I can't control them, but I can control me. I can make myself more resilient to them. Okay? I would be calmer if they were calmer, for sure. But let's flip it around. Maybe they will be calmer if I am calmer for for a start and me training my calmness training my composure that is in my control all of the time and the more I practice it the better I'm going to get at it like any skill rather than trying to remember some breathing technique you got shown or something you read in a book months ago right when you need it googling how to stem a major bleed when you're having to stem a major bleed not nearly as effective as you know knowing it um, in advance and having that skill well honed so that's really what I've got for today calm and composure is trainable calm breeds calm chaos loves company you would have seen this hundreds of times okay and if there's chaos inside your your workplace, if there's chaos in your organisation, if there's chaos in your home life. Yeah. Instead of pointing the finger at other people at what they should do, you could control yourself. You could increase your calm and composure. And the easiest ways of doing that are by taking care of muscle tension and more importantly taking care of breathing exercises. Okay. If you want some help with that, let me know. But you can equally kind of figure out some stuff if you wanted to Google breathing exercises. But I get that the internet and Google now is, is just, there's almost too much information on there. Trying to cut down and, and find exactly what you're after can be really, really hard. So if you do want, you know, a, a bit more specific advice, then feel free to get in touch and I can... Um, you know, share with you what's worked for me and some simple steps to be able to, to do just that. And I can make it more specific to whatever situations you're facing. Calm breeds calm. Chaos loves company. It's a choice. It's practicable. And it's going to have long-term benefits to you and your day. Take control of what is in your control. And that is your calm and your composure. Have a great day. Speak to you soon.